Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Taking a break from the show, you know, entrepreneurs inspire me. I love meeting leaders of successful ventures who discover an idea, formulate the business, and then execute. You'd assume that they know how to structure their personal finances. I believed that too, but I was wrong. Entrepreneurs are never taught to effectively manage their wealth to work alongside their business and lifestyle. All of that work, effort, toil, and time wasted. Entrepreneur 101 is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy that works so that success is not a flash in the pan, but lasting. The spirit of the entrepreneur doesn't have to be compromised. Register for the Entrepreneur 101 course today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. That's Echo November Tango. TheWealthStandard.com forward slash E-N-T. Hey everyone, this is Patrick. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. It's going to be a short one, but man, it's going to be packed. The title is uh, Three Things I Taught My Kids This Weekend That I Believe Would Change Society for the Better, Change Personal Wealth and Happiness for the Better, But significantly alter the economy. So it's going to be awesome. I'm really excited to share. Uh, Before I get into that, we've had some really cool guests on the last couple of episodes. Andy Tanner, a good buddy of mine who's been on a few times before. Check out the show notes. Incredibly intuitive, passionate man. And he lives local. We didn't meet up local, obviously, given the circumstances, but great interview. Check him out. The show notes have all the links to his social media, his website, et cetera. Then uh, my buddy, Jason Hartman. Jason's another incredible guy. I feel so fortunate with some of the relationships I have. Check him out as well. He has the Creating Wealth show, jasonhartman.com, and a lot of other resources on there. But the show notes have all of those links. If you haven't listened to those episodes, definitely go back. I think they're going to be, there's really good information in there, especially given what's going on in our uh, society and economy today. And then one last thing before I get into what I prepared today. There's a group that's local here that I wanted you guys to know about. They're called Operation Underground Railroad. I've uh, supported and donated to them for the last couple of years. And I believe that there is an increase in what they're trying to fight because of the shutdown and the quarantine. 
and it's uh, the sex slave business. This may be shocking to some of you, but this is this is happening. This this is something that's real and it's horrific. And part of me wish I'd never known about it, but I'm I'm glad I do, and I'm glad that there are guys like Tim Ballard who leads Operation Underground Railroad who is former special forces and intelligence operative for the United States government. And he stepped away from that position, that career to pursue this mission. It's so desperately needed, especially right now because kids are home, they're vulnerable. Technology is being used to exploit people that don't have a voice. So if there's anything you can do financially, great. But I would say just your awareness of it, your support of it and spreading the word will make a difference. There's a documentary that talks about their mission. And then there's a full length film with Jim Caviel, who played Count of Monte Cristo, as well as the passion, played Christ in the passion. It's going to be great. It's coming out soon. Be aware of it. And let's step up. There are so many kids around the world that don't have a voice. And it's, man, it, it's just, it's incredibly terrible what's going on with this industry. This, I'm not going to say more about it, but please get involved and please make a difference. All right, let me get to what I taught my what I taught my kids this weekend. Now, the first thing I taught them was formal education is a trap. I got me in a little bit of trouble. I've, it's not the first time I've talked to them about it, but it got me into trouble because my oldest daughter, who's 15, she used it against me because she didn't necessarily do well in one subject in school. And she's like, you don't care about that anyway. Why would you say formal education is a trap or school doesn't mean anything? And I will talk about that in just a second. But, you know, there are some things that, you know, some context that needs to be created for you to fully understand that. The reason I believe formal education is a trap, number one, it's because our, the majority of our society believes the same thing. There's obviously outliers and there's more outliers, I think, in large part coming from this disruption caused by COVID-19. But the majority of us are wired to, to look at the world, look at business, look at our job, look at a career, look at relationship based on how influential our education system has been in our life. In the educational system, we're taught the individual is the most important. There's argument to that, individual rights and so forth. I won't get into that. But when it comes to like achievement, success, job, employment, individual effort, I think is one of the most limiting things in the world. And I'll get to that in a second. But the, the idea of, of the individual being the most important, individual achievement, individual effort, so limiting and it's one dimensional, single dimensional. And you always have this kind of rat trap, this rat race that you never get out of until you become something different from a mindset standpoint. And, and I would say that the best book I've read that teaches the different mentalities of people is The Cashflow Quadrant by Robert Kiyosaki. He explains that there are essentially four ways to make, uh, to make money. There are four types of people out there when it comes to commerce. First is the employee. Second is the self-employed specialist. Third is the business owner. And the fourth is the investor who invests in businesses. And so the education system and how I believe I was differentiated, the you know, employee and the self-employed specialist, it's a trap because financially, you never really get ahead because you equate your success, you equate your money to individual effort. And so what I explained to my kids was the main factor Okay, the main variable that distinguishes the business owner investor, the highly successful, to the employee and self-employed specialist, specialist meaning a lawyer, a doctor, someone that has you know, more education, is leadership. That is the main variable, I believe. Leadership is almost good leadership. Now, I'm not talking about managers, management. I'm talking about true leadership. Leadership 
is it's in contrast, it's in complete conflict to the individual. Leadership, a true leader, which I believe big business owners, those that are able to take a team and carry a, a team to more and more achievement, that's the multidimensional impact. We're able to have division of labor, specialization, it's profound. But that's the second piece is this idea of leadership. So the second thing I taught him is that leadership, the differentiator of success, and the leader does not look after himself. He understands that by looking out for others, whether it's employees or whether it's customers or clients, the better it is for himself. So instead of looking out for yourself, because that's what's most important, that's how we're wired, the best and that being the best thing, it's looking at others and serving them, whether it's clients or employees. Now, how I got this to sink in with them is I actually went through what the average employee makes and what the average specialist makes and what the average business owner that's been in business for over 10 years makes. So from an employee standpoint, this was sobering for them because I talked about the average college graduate and what salary they make. And then we went line by line what's taken out of a paycheck before they even get money in the bank account. We went through federal taxes and what that means. We went through state taxes and what that means. We went through FICA and most people don't even know what FICA stands for. We went through FICA and then we went through how there's two sides of FICA. You have seven and a half, six, seven point six percent that goes that is paid by the employee, but then you have seven point five, seven point six percent that's paid by the employer, which could have been an increase in salary, an increase of pay. So anyway, there's almost sixteen percent there. Then that's what hits the bank account, and then you have health insurance, then you have retirement contributions, then you have housing, transportation. So we go all the list of like the necessary expenses. Okay, to just live in a in a modern society. And the amount of money that went home was very little. And they were incredibly surprised by that. And it all because a lot of it adds up. And then we went to the specialist. We use an example of what the average doctor gets paid and also the average attorney. And we line out of the same thing. And the amount of money they walked home with after their increase of housing expenses, increase of transportation expenses, increase of entertainment expenses, food expenses. It was very similar and they couldn't believe it. And they looked at how many years it took to go to medical school, to go to law school, how much more effort there. Again, individual effort. And then we got into the business owner and the idea of a business owner understanding specialization, but also understanding how to lead. And true leadership, there's several variables there. And I'm going to reference some books and material that have, that have inspired me to be a better leader because I've failed over and over and over again and continue to fail in certain elements. But I connect anything that I've done that's of significance to the understanding and implementation of that understanding when it comes to leadership. So the idea is with a leader, leaders don't look after themselves. Leaders understand that what's best for themselves is what's best for others. And that right there creates a connection where people are willing to work as a team to accomplish a certain end. This is multidimensional success and multidimensional output. In, the individual only has so much time and energy during the day, okay? And it's typically just used with you know themselves in mind. But when you start to identify that, wow, to accomplish something amazing, big, huge project, huge achievement, 
doing it individually is just not possible. There's only so many hours, so much time, so much energy during the day. So the example I gave my kids is based on a documentary that we saw. So for those of you who have kids, you've probably seen Frozen and Frozen 2. Frozen 2 made $1.5 billion, believe it or not. I can't remember how much Frozen 1 made. Disney is an incredible company, and we won't get into that. But there's a documentary about the making of Frozen 2. And it's the last 12 months. It's a four-year project, 400 employees associated with this specific project. But it essentially films them on site the last 12 months. It's profound how the leader, how leadership principles are extracted from those examples where you have so many different specialists, whether it's graphic design, whether it's the environment, whether it's the storytelling. I mean, 400 people accomplishing something so significant with very individualistically creative people, there's a necessity for not only leadership, but also structure systems and good business. And it's amazing. This goes into my third piece, which is failure. Failure is a myth. That's the third thing. So the first thing, just summarize, formal education is a trap. Second thing, number one differentiator of success between ENS and BNI is leadership. Third thing is failure is a myth. And it's only important if you want to be mediocre. So in this kind of frozen two documentary, it was it was incredible that toward the end of the movie, right? For, well, first off, criticism, feedback is one of the quintessential components of a successful film. They have other teams that are working on other films, other projects that come in and scrutinize and give feedback on, I don't understand this. I don't get this. Why are you doing that? Why don't you do, you know, the idea of feedback, getting feedback about what, you know, in normal terms in society is you did wrong or you failed at. Okay. For them, it was essential to improvement. It was essential to having the final product and success that they really wanted. That was the vision. That was the, their mission from the beginning with this film. And so you look at the ability to, to rally a team to get feedback. And in the end, a lot of the artists who spent months, sometimes over a year on a certain piece of the film or a certain song or a certain element, and it was cut, although it made an impact, they understood that as long as the film was successful and impacted people, they didn't really care. And it really, it really hit me. A team, a really strong and impactful team, that's what they believe, right? Their individual effort is important, okay? It's part of it. Their skill set is part of it. At the same time, it does not stand in front of the primary reason for being in a company, in a team with a mission and a vision. And that's kind of what I'll, what I'll end with is the function of leadership doesn't, isn't reserved for a business owner. Anybody can be a leader. And I believe leadership is highly lacking in our society today. It's lacking in business. It's lacking in politics. And true leadership, there are some principles there that will not only change your life, it'll change society, it'll change the economy. But right now, I would say for those who are listening, the Wall Standard our mission is really about financial freedom. But true wealth, true wealth is about living a fulfilling life. And that requires, in my opinion, relationship. And it requires benefiting the lives of others. There's so much, there's kind of a symbiotic relationship. I would say it's, it's tied at the hip.
where true wealth requires the fundamentals of leadership. Whether you're an employee, whether you're self-employed, you can incorporate leadership principles with clients, customers, strangers on the street, neighbors in your backyard. These are their fundamental things where we can build relationships by looking out for others within the construct of a team, a business. When you're able to articulate a mission, when you're able to create a vision that shows your team where you're going and inspire them, that there's magic behind that. When people felt they're cared for, when they feel they're taken care of, when they feel that you have their best interest in mind and have their back, it's magic what happens. And, and I look at examples everywhere and, and I'm inspired by it. And how I've learned about some of the principles of leadership are by books, podcasts, documentaries. But I'll just list a few things that I would you know, encourage you guys to look into because leadership, these, it's essential. These are principles. These are pieces of information that are not taught in formal education, but are essential for success. So the first one is Simon Sinek. I've talked about Simon Sinek before. He has a new book called The Infinite Game, which is amazing. He also wrote a book called Leaders Eat Last, uh, Find Your Why, and his initial book, Start With Why. Jocko Willink, I've started listening to him recently. He's a former Navy SEAL commander. He has like big neck, bald, deep voice, kind of intimidating. But he uh, he's written a lot of, lot of books on leadership, has a company that does leadership training and coaching. But he wrote Extreme Ownership and The Dichotomy of Leadership. He also wrote kids, book, uh, kids books. And I believe that they were because of the Wimpy Kid book series. He wrote the Warrior Kid book series, and I read them with my my son, my six year old Jack. The Wimpy Kid those are the Wimpy Kid books are banned from or Wimpy Kid books and movies are banned from our house. Anyway, that's also awesome. Jim Collins, good to great, is a classic. Deepak Chopra, I love Deepak. He's such a like a deep thinker, but he has a book that he wrote I think over ten over a decade ago called The Soul of Leadership, which is actually really good. Guys, right now is an environment, and I've talked about it in the last several episodes. Right now is the perfect environment to redefine the focus for your life, redefine your profession, your career. As I mentioned, my, a good friend of mine, Mike Dillard, started a whole group to teach those that are driven, that are trying to reinvent their business, their career, their profession. He created a group called Revenue. You guys can check them out on the resource section of the podcast website, which is thewellstandard.com. Right now is the time to take action. Right now, there's time to focus, time to reevaluate time to find the opportunities. They're everywhere. I hope that you find something that inspires you and you use that to make a difference in somebody else's life. There may not be commerce and transaction, but believe me, that's how the world goes around. And the more you do it, the more it's going to come back. Guys, thank you so much for the support. If you like what you hear, go check us out on iTunes and give us a good rating. That always helps. Check out the website, our show notes, follow us on social media. We're always posting things on there. But Go out and make a difference. Like I said before, Operation Underground Railroad is uh, something I haven't talked about before on the podcast, but recently, specifically with Wayfair and a, a lot of other things that are happening because of the shutdown, there are so many defenseless kids out there. They're being exploited and taken advantage of. So if there's anything you guys can do, Operation Underground Railroad, they're all over Facebook, Instagram. Also, uh, Tim Ballard is the leader of that nonprofit. So follow him as well. Guys, you're amazing. Talk to you next week. Go out and create some value. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. 
guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Lord.